lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. And you are you. You can... Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us, uh, Steve Dace, on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. Boy, Facebook is crushing my traffic again. In fact, I kind of respect it, actually, because this is like the most obvious and most punitive and worst case of them crushing my traffic of within, what is it, a continuous stream of about four years of them crushing my traffic, correct? But I mean, I'm kind of like... Player to player, or player to player here, props. I mean, this one is so obvious. It's so in your face. I kind of respect it a little bit. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter uh, at Steve Day Show and uh, also on Getter at Steve Day Show as well. And then go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show to get to clips of the show, free to watch and also free of censorship. Little programming note. We are off after today until next Tuesday. I'm taking a little uh, 25th anniversary vacation, so I'll be out of pocket for the next few days, and uh, we will be back again on Tuesday after today's program. Um, That means we're going to try to squeeze in as much information and content into today's show as we possibly can. First, though, Todd, how many more days of Lent do you have? What is it, about 10 more days? Right? Uh, well, until Easter, yeah. but yeah, once we get to Holy Thursday, I'm good. So, You're good? Yeah. All right. All right. Because I, I wanted to make sure, cause I'm about to tell everybody about your favorite yeah. client, Bonner Private Wine. And I know you're hanging by a string right now. And I know, as you said the other day, I'm dry, man. Yeah. I'm dry. Okay. So, um, folks, uh, Bonner Private Wine has some of the best red wines in the world that are not made at factory outlet wineries that don't even look like wineries used to look anymore. Uh, they come from some of the best vineyards in the world, deep in the Andes Mountains, about 9,000 feet. Families that have been doing this for a couple of centuries now. You can get those imported right here into the good old US of A. And all three of us like these wines. Todd really likes these wines. Fair? Oh, more than fair. Probably you're... You're not going far enough. Not going far enough. All right. Uh, So if you want to find out uh, why Todd likes them so much, try it for yourself right now. Get half off these great imported red wines with grilling season, especially about to get going here around the country. Uh, and half off the shipping. So you get double savings there. Half off the wine, half off the shipping when you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. <clears throat> Pardon me. Again, that's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. All right. In the overtime today, I was thinking this morning, since we're going to be gone for several days, the, the overtime is the last piece of original content we will construct together for nearly a week. It'll be six days before we're back here again. So what could we do that would tide everybody over and give them something to think about for that period of time? And I, I think I've, I've come up with it. Eschatology? Okay? You're close, hmm. actually. Well. All right. So coming up in today's overtime, here's what we're going to do. And you guys are finding out about this right now for the first time. Correct. But I didn't want to completely um, shock you with it in real time as we're recording because I wanted to give you some time to think about it. All right. So here is the question each of us are going to answer in the overtime today. What do you think will eventually happen or be proven to be true 
that you just aren't comfortable. Forget big tech censorship, just the responsibility you have with your own platform if that didn't even exist. So you're, you're just not comfortable yet saying it out loud and making it a part of your public analysis. But you believe it is true or it will be proven to be true or become true at some point in the not too distant future. What is it? It can be about anything. Anything. Oh, and, I've and got a list of like not, 10 things. But. Okay. And, and, and I, you know, because it's you. This has nothing to do with uh, soccer uh, parlays or preseason NFL games. Oh, I didn't okay. even mean that. All right. We're, this is like serious stuff that matters. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love, you have to rein in his gamble. <laughs> it's not just that. It's just his, his, you know, it's like he spends all of his serious thoughts on this montage every day. And the rest of the day, it's just like, all right, I'm done now. Back to the complete banal and vape it. Right? Lucky homeschool kid came in here. Yes. Now he's now just totally like, broken. Aaron. Stop doing 10 leg parlays on, on some Euro soccer league we've never heard of. So this is serious. All right. What do you think is true will be proven true or become true in the not too distant future. But you're just not comfortable yet for whatever reason going there in public. And that's what the overtime's going to be today. So How do you guys like about apples? Australian A League yeah. or Italy Serie B? I don't even know what that is, but no, it can't be. Won some money get pretty dark I'm, an, I'm an American. Yeah. I'm an American. Yeah. I'm pretty much comfortable saying anything in public. So to go to the recesses <laughs> that I'm not comfortable. Well, that's why it's in the overtime. <laughs> peer to peer con- content here, just from us. All right. So that's right. The guy who thinks vinegar is a del- yeah. delicacy. We're asking him, hey, I want you to consider some of your darker thoughts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Remember, and I'm dry, too, so yikes. Yes. All right, so we will do that today in the overtime, blazetv.com slash Dace, D-E-A-C-E, and we will record it for you right after today's live show and then upload it there for you to watch later today, blazetv.com slash Dace, which is also where you can go to become a subscriber today to blazetv.com slash Dace. Um, Here's the thing, too. I want to say this. Several of you that are subscribers watched yesterday's overtime and are urging us to put it out there for consumption. We can't do that. I mean, we just can't. We'll put it out there, come what may. It's not that simple, folks. The comments I made about the ballot box drop-offs the morning after the election got the entire Blaze channel unfund or, or, or demonetized from Facebook. We couldn't post a singular segment of the show yesterday. On YouTube. No, we could not, which is the biggest social media channel. Think about the fact I don't even promote what is the biggest social media channel in the world on my show because the censorship there is so bad. And it's 10 bucks a month, guys. 10 bucks a month. That's it. If what we're doing here is not worth 10 bucks a month, well, you know, my loved ones don't want, well, for, they, for, they wouldn't pay 10 bucks one time to see real data. If they wouldn't, then there's no point showing it to them anyway. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if, if you wouldn't, if if you don't think, if if they if if you if you brought the data that we showed you yesterday out of the UK in that breakdown, and you said, hey, but I can't show it to you unless you pay ten bucks. Just buy it for one month and cancel. Hell, I don't know. I suppose I probably shouldn't say that, but why not? I mean, I'd do it for ten if, if ten bucks one time or ten bucks a month. That it, if if what we're doing here and the content we're producing here isn't worth ten bucks a month, 
to avoid censorship, then, I mean, I, I'd go find someplace else that is. And also, if you're that person and you have Netflix and HBO Max and Hulu and Disney Plus and Peacock, but you don't have room for that, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I've, got, I've got room for that and I work here. I mean, Bella just told me the other day our our subscription just auto renewed. Yeah, I don't get free. We we don't get free subscriptions here, by the way. I my company my buys mine. We buy our own. You know, so um, and get used to it because in, a, in a, soon, unless Elon Musk is truly serious about this, uh, and he, the time is coming sooner than you think that you will only be able to get it peer to peer from us. So just prepare yourself for that that's where this is headed okay so i i didn't put it behind the paywall for money it's 10 bucks i put it behind the paywall because if i had put it anywhere else we would have gotten banned that's why all right so with that said today's show uh buy seller hold is coming up next hour alongside daniel horowitz uh and at the bottom of this hour I had an epiphany yesterday, and since there's no Theology Thursday this week, and remember, our theme on Theology Thursday this year is studying the spirit of the age in its own habitat, learning, watching how it behaves and responds to our behaviors, right? Along those lines, I think there's a very important distinction we need to know, okay? Um, and I want to get into that for a few minutes here at the bottom of the hour, so you'll get kind of a, a mini Theology Thursday here on a Wednesday. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Don't Say Groomer. Yesterday, as Ron DeSantis Press Secretary Christina Pusha pointed out, new talking points went out from the spirit of the age and DNC. Washington Post, the new red scare, the right leans into pedophilia accusations. Vice News, conservatives are smearing don't say gay opponents as pedophile groomers. WAPO again, teachers who mention sexuality are grooming kids, conservatives say. The week, why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? Right-leaning pundits got in on the action trying to nuance their way through the groomer and moniker. It's the typical crowd, you know their names. All of this is to say it's becoming patently clear that the word groomer is becoming the most devastating singular word used against the left since Reagan used the term liberal back in the 1980s. Moving on and speaking of groomer, Utah's Republican governor has major vibes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I am Governor Spencer Cox and I have the pleasure today of hosting the first one Utah student town hall. And uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. At the White House, former President Barack Obama was in the House for some reason, I don't care. After a little event where he and Biden spoke, cameras caught these moments. For those of you listening, that's a confused, tired-looking Joe Biden being completely ignored by Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. Checking in on Donald Trump, vaccine salesman. I think very importantly, there are some people that say my greatest achievement was getting the vaccine because the vaccine was said to uh, take three to five years. And most people said it wasn't going to happen. And uh, whether it's Dr. Fauci or anybody else, they all thought it was going to take a long time. And uh, we had a possibility of having a 1917 Spanish flu result where perhaps 100 million people would die and the vaccine saved them. And I also 
and you probably heard me say this at least a little bit. Don't say it too much, but we made maybe one of the bets, best bets in history because we bought billions and billions of dollars worth of the vaccine by saving time uh, long prior to knowing whether or not it was going to work. CNN host Dana Bash asked New York City Mayor Eric Adams why they're still masking toddlers in school. There are zero pediatric COVID cases in our hospitals right now. Why are we the only city in the world to be masking toddlers? Because we are the only state, the only city on the globe like New York City. Checking in on the border where the first of many batches of single adult illegal aliens were released from federal custody in Brownsville. Get ready for oodles more of these images in the coming months. And finally, auditions for the next White House press secretary. Once Jen Psaki moves on to MSNBC, here's the Babylon Bee. Hi, my name is Travis Leafbottom. My name's Greg Lufa. Jan Soju. Partridge Lefendry. My name's Trucy LaCroix. My pronouns are she slash her. And I'm applying for the position of... And I'm applying for the position... And I'm applying for the position of White, White House, House Press, press secretary. secretary. And I'm auditioning for the role of Press Secretary. I'm going to walk back that circle back and then I'll circle back to that walk back and walk it back some more. I think I'd make a great Press Secretary because I can lie about anything with a straight face. Watch this. The sky is green. The grass is blue. Rachel Levine is a woman. Uh, now it's the time for us to do the thing that uh, we have been doing. Do you want to see my dance moves? No. Why would we want to see your dance moves? Well, I mostly want to be on Dancing with the Stars after I quit. Hi. I am here to answer your quest. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get in the space. I'll take a question from Peter Dushi. I mean, Ducey. Honest mistake. COVID didn't come from a lab. Real communism hasn't been tried. And gas, you know, sometimes prices go up. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Epstein killed himself. Can you stop that? Nope. Trump colluded with Russia. The British office is better than the American office. Are my eyes dead enough? Waves oscillating through and through. I can smile too. Look at this smile. I'm smiling with my mouth, but not my eyes. I can laugh too. Watch. Uh -huh. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> wow. The dude lying with a straight face. I like that guy. Um, uh, Aaron's Montage is uh, brought to you by Built Bar, uh, the single greatest protein bar of all times. There is no close second. Easy on the tummy, easy on your calorie count, on your carb count, on your sugar gram count. Packed and loaded, though, with protein, flavor, all covered in real chocolate. So many great flavors. Uh, I was rolling post-workout today with the mint brownie, which is, again, one of their uh, tried and true originals, man. That's right in the original value uh, or variety box that you can get before you even take a look at all the great specialty flavors. Uh, if you are like a, if you are the kind of guy that like uh, or gal, uh, you go by that Russell Stover line, you know, for the seasonal candies. And a lot of those are, you know, some form of chocolate covered flavored marshmallow, right? That might be your jam. They've got a whole line of stuff called Built Bar Puffs and they're phenomenal with a lot of great flavors there too. So they've got you covered snacking and eating healthy. Don't have to be mutually exclusive anymore. All right. Every one of their bars, 180 calories or less, 15% off when you use my last name, Dace, as your promo code, D-E-A-C-E, for Built Bar at Built.com, promo code Dace at Built.com to get 15% off. To the montage we go. And let me, let me try to take these one by one because I, I kind of want to comment on all of them and I don't know that we'll have time to get to all of them. Number one, 
the analogy that you drew there, Aaron, of what Reagan did to the word liberal in the 80s and what is being done now for the with the tagging of the word groomer. This is the most successful messaging that has been done and I have seen working in this movement slash industry in my career and I cannot come up with a close second. It is a it's a devastating label. It's accurate. It's correct. And it's demeaning. All things that make for a very effective message. Let me say this as an aside, by the way. I don't know Christine Pushaw. Is it Christina or Christine? I believe it's Christine, correct? Christina. Uh, it's Christina. Okay. She is Ron DeSantis's um, messaging uh, uh, guru. I don't know her at all. So this isn't personal. Okay. Uh, yes, she's certainly not unattractive, but there's not a lack of those within conservative media and politics either. So this has no other bias other than just looking at her content. All right. I've never seen anybody on the right. Anybody. Who is at she's she's Roy freaking Hobbs. I mean, she is she is the natural. I've never seen anything anyone better at messaging and 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 response messaging as as she as she articulates on a daily basis in the arena. I've never seen in fact if I were to do a power rating, I don't know who I'd rank number two. That entire team is what is it, Neo in the Matrix Matrix? Just everything is in slow motion. They're yes. ahead of everything. I mean, and you know, you and I were talking about this off the air the other day and when I mentioned this to you. And this is going to sound arrogant, but it's the Steve Day show, so who cares? Um, they, she comes up with messages and responses, and when I read them, I'm like, wow, that maybe if I had time to think about it, that's how I would have responded. She's already gone there before I even thought that it required a response. I mean, she is, she's cash money, homie. I've never seen anything like her in, in, in our movement, uh, in that party, in this industry. Um, so... And that's half the battle nowadays, frankly, is can you win an argument in 140 or 280 characters or less? And she's just out there piling up body bags daily doing it. She's phenomenal. The term groomer. Don't ever, ever, ever let them try to pity you into no longer using that term. David French. This is absolutely, and this is why they're simps, like you just mentioned. This is why they're simps and Matt Lewis, who once came on my show many years ago to try to convince me that Mitt Romney was the next Ronald Reagan. And when I played for him clip after clip after clip after clip of Mitt Romney sounding instead like the next Ted Kennedy, um, uh, he had no response because he was just lying. So, um, and when your lies get exposed, you often just kind of shuffle off to Buffalo and don't have much to say. But the groomer tag... We can't pound that word enough. It's devastating. And you can see by the way they're reacting to it. And you can see by the way that their simps like Mr. French and Mr. Lewis and others are, are trying to clear ground about how it's a buzzword or a code word. Don't fall for absolutely any of that. Pound that word into submission there. You know, we don't have, you know, FM radio DJs don't determine what songs or hits anymore. That's all democratized and largely done by people like you and me on iTunes charts. But back in the day, there was a there was kind of an MO with FM disc jockeys when 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 they were sick of a new song. That's actually about the time that the public was now beginning to actually dig it. So. 
cheap. Don't don't get off this topic. When I when I crushed and destroyed Mitt Romney in the Iowa caucuses back in the day, I could have attacked him on 25 different fronts. But it would have been white noise. It kind of would just cancel itself out. And I would have asked people to believe too many things at the same time that eventually would have said, you just don't like the guy or something. You're just after him. So I just played the hits. I just took the enemy's playbook. I just played the hits. I just took to like the three, the same three or four themes and hammered them 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 because mind share always equals market share. Always. Market share does not equal mind share. Mind share equals market share. Your success, the success of our nefarious film, the success of this show. I get emails from people that want to run for office. I got one from a guy, John, in Indiana today. I send him the same message and I send this message to all of you guys when you send me your notes. Your success will be, term- will be determined more by how many people know you exist than how good at this you actually are. So our nefarious film, will be the success will be determined by how many people know the movie exists even more so than how good the movie actually is. Name identification, mind share equals market share is the most important thing. This term is devastating. It's transcendent. It goes across a lot of partisan political lines. Whatever you do, don't let it go. Hammer it home. All right? Drive a stake through the heart. Empty empty your chamber. And when you think that the body is dead, I promise you there'll be some involuntary twitch. Reload it and empty your chamber again. Do not let go of this term, no matter what you do. And just one more thing real quick. It's all of those things that you said, Steve. It's also accurate. Let's not forget about that as well. As it's I said at the beginning, it's 100% true. 100% yeah. true. Well, that's just because the spirit of the age promotes relationships that don't produce children. Um, and and so therefore, it it, it has no way of passing on its legacy and it's trying to destroy the nuclear family it has no way of passing on its legacy that's why they've been doing this grooming and indoctrination for decades it's just grosser and less subtle now so we're more tuned into it and we're more radicalized too that helps don't ever let go of that term hammer it into submission don't stop until the enemy is dead or surrenders don't ever give up this term Speaking of groomers, if you met Spencer Cox, you know, we've had a lot of conversations on the show over the last couple of years about demonic trolls, okay? Yes. So the guy's last name is Cox, and he doesn't know what a man or a woman is. He has preferred pronouns. If he, if he didn't have an R after his name, the magic R, and he'd have an office like governor, let's say, let's say that same video that was in Aaron's montage, same persona, same energy. And you walked into like a kid's toy or like a toy store. And that guy walks up and says, hey, is this your first time here? Can I show your kids around? Your reaction is what? As strong a no as I can legally oh, muster. Hell and no. It may drift into illegality. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm contemplating where the security camera's at. And, um, yeah, I think you know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Utah, man. The problem is you just don't want to see it. You don't want to see it because the R is after his name, and you don't want to believe it. The, The church has been racked 
with scandals because we get, we gave people the title priest or youth pastor and we didn't want to believe it either mm-hmm. because we worshiped the title. There's an that if that, if there's any such thing as a groomer vibe in a minute 40 second clip with a with a guy in a suit and not drag queen story time hour, it's that video. Total groomer energy there, man. Total creeper, absolute creeper energy. I don't care what letters after his name. I don't care what titles before his name. If I met that guy in any other context, I'd tell my kids, stay away from him and let him know, dude, I bench more than you and I'm watching. That's what I tell him. Stay the hell away, but I'm going to keep you real close. I wouldn't let that kid... That, if, 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 I, if, if that guy was working at my church's children's ministry... I'd be like, I really want to see evidence that you guys did FBI background checks here. Complete creeper energy there. But, you know, it's okay. We won't think of it that way because he's got the magic R and it's from a really red state. So it couldn't possibly have any reason whatsoever. He's just, he's just intellectually wrong. Why he would be against protecting gender and giving out his pronouns. That's total creeper energy. Total. Um, that video of Biden's the most pathetic video, I think, in the history of the United States presidency. And by the way, it goes on longer than that. And it just gets increasingly uncomfortable. He's literally just wandering around. No one cares. No one pays attention to him. No one talks to him. It, it, it just... It's the dementia dude that just got out of the nursing home and it's just wandering around a shopping mall and nobody knows who the guy is. So they're just doing their own thing that it's the most pathetic video in the history of the presidency, in my view. And it goes back to something I said a couple I said a year ago. Um, this is the first time we have projected a lot of images and not always flattering from the presidency to the world. It is the first time we have projected feebleness from the presidency to the world. And sadly, in many respects, he is the perfect president for this era of America. He is the symbol of a dying culture that's just too busy with itself to, to actually take a look in the mirror at what it has become. That's kind of what we are, fumbling around with our hashtags while, you know, Putin's launching offensive invasions and the Chinese are uh, essentially uh, replacing us on the economic stage. And we're just kind of fumbling around. Used to be somebody, used to be something. At least we have Governor Cox to push back. In, indeed. Yeah, indeed. And, and, and so in many respects, he's the perfect president for this country and where it's at now. We're a dying culture. And that is sad, by the way. Also sad, a conversation we're going to need to have over the next few months. I don't have time for it today, but I want you all to be thinking about it. Reconcile for me how we come into more and more truth about what these jabs are, what they were intended to be. I mean, there is an incredible quote from Peter McCullough today. I'm going to share it with Daniel later on the show. Remember, Peter McCullough is arguably the the most decorated American cardiologist living on the planet today. But this entire jab program was literally a bad science fiction film and was grooming you to accept never-ending genetic therapy shots. Help me, help me, 
because I, I don't want the feeble guy in the White House or his cackling uh, Peter Principle proving true, ridiculous caricature of a human VP in there for another four years after this. Now, whoever else they spit up, the rear admiral, the good, the good rear admiral, uh, secretary of Transpo, whoever else the, the, the bowels of hell just vomits and spits up, help me understand and I'm, 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 I'm serious. Help me understand how turning to the guy who is telling us he thinks his greatest achievement was launching the initiative that unlocked their ability to impose on our bodily autonomy as never has been done before in all of human history. Tell, and that's before we even get to the adverse side effects. Tell me how that, why that's where we're turning. Help me understand this. I, I want to know. Would I prefer he was president now to the other guy? Of course. But we have time to have somebody else. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't have to make a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, or Donald Trump October 2024 choice. Do we have to make that today? No. No, it is, it is April of 2022. So help me understand why we're just all going to sit around and be reserved to the fact that there's nothing we can do other than turn to the guy who fully funded and accredited the worst policy and most offensive invasion on our bodily autonomy of all time. Help me understand this, please, because I don't. More in a moment. Are you ready the next time? Hey, that can never happen here. The next time that that actually happens here. Uh, because the next time it could be food shortages. We're already being warned about that. That's why you want to make sure you are prepared with preparewithdace.com from our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Uh, they are America's largest self-reliance company specializing in long-term food storage. The food they send you will stay good for up to 25 years with proper storage. It'll come discreetly in plain, unmarked boxes. I mean, you can get the, you know, um, the Glitterati Doom Prepper van if you want that. That might be an extra charge. But most people kind of want to keep that discreet. Uh, so they'll send it to you discreetly. Uh, and all their kits right now, all the varieties that you're looking for are all in stock. They ship quickly and you can get free shipping. This is three square meals a day. That's drinks, snacks for however long you're looking for. They can customize it for you and give you free shipping when you get it at preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. Dot com. All right, let's do a little mini theology Thursday since we're gone tomorrow. Remember, this is our last show until new show till next Tuesday. Tomorrow, you will get an original show tomorrow. We're going to we, we recorded an evergreen for you. Uh, so you will get a new show tomorrow, but you won't get a live show. OK, uh, but we won't have another live and new show again till Tuesday. So it's been almost a week. We, we, we will miss theology Thursday. And I just I had an epiphany in the last 24, 36 hours. And it's about what we've been doing on Theology Thursday this year, which will take up most of this year, studying the enemy, studying the spirit of the age. How does it deploy tactically? How does it respond to us and our deployments and behaviors? And I think there's an important distinction for us to understand. And I want to get you guys' take on this after I lay it out. Okay. And... Over the last few years on this show, we've kind of evolved, and this evolution kind of began before you two came to work here with our original team. 
we began talking about progressivism as a cult several years ago on this show. That what we were looking at politically was really a religion, a pseudo-religion. And that the, the, the state replaces God and government is the new church. The state is the ultimate power and its instrument government teaches you now morality, ethics, uh, truth, values. And we thought, you know, at that time, and we were kind of already using that language regularly when you guys came to work here, that was kind of considered really radical at the time. We were still using the old terms, liberal, right? Um, and then you came along, you came slightly about a year before Aaron, Todd, and came right out with the idea that progressivism is like a cancer, mm-hmm. that it, it, it metastasizes and corrupts you at a cellular level when it does metastasize. And that's a great observation. We then started drawing the distinction of a liberal and a leftist. I think that was maybe our next evolution, observational evolution, that liberals were people that wanted government to let you do stuff that God says is dumb and immoral. And leftists are people that want government to make you do them, to coerce you into doing them. That, and that was during the whole, you will be made to care, bake the cake, bigot, you know, that era, which seems, doesn't that seem like eons ago now, guys? That, that's just like 2016, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, 2017. And then we moved on to talking about uh, paganism. That, that, well, now we don't know what a, you know, we, we, we don't know what the fundamentals of Western civilization are. We're going to undo Western civilization. We're going to go back to a, a pagan pre-Judeo-Christian understanding or Western civilization understanding of the world. Right. And and all of the Gnostic tendencies and occultic tendencies that are roaring and now making a comeback. That's, you know, and, and we started talking about how the, the new progressivism is really the old paganism. Right. We we had those conversations for a while. All of those iterations are still true, but I don't believe they are sufficient. Because if we are truly in the end game now, culturally, and I believe that we are. And it's one of my driving forces for this show is I do think the clock is ticking on us generationally. I I do fear if we don't use the peaceable means we have to confront aggressively now, we will, what we will compel our children to have to confront an unpeaceable means later will be a judgment on us. But there is a distinction between something that is pagan and something that is demonic. There's a distinction between something that's authoritarian and something that's demonic. Because authoritarian, we've been using that phraseology a lot to describe recently. That Kind of the new breakdown is authoritarians versus people who still believe in individual autonomy. And that's kind of created this, this emerging, you know, new eclectic political coalition that we are seeing where, you know, we're in, you know, we, uh, my audience right now, you guys have a higher opinion of Bill Maher from a credibility standpoint than you do with Sean Hannity, where I don't even know what Dell Bigtree's politics are. I have no clue. You probably know more about that than I do. All right. But I mean, at, at this point, we are more interested in having him on the show than all the pitches we get all the time for your typical team GOP spokespeople that I don't even tell you not to put them on anymore because you just like, you don't want them on yourself. Right. You, right. you, 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 you know, put those in the circular file before I even have to say anything to you. You're like, that's just, that's so last year or 10 years ago, we don't care. Right. I go full Kylo Ren and k- kill the past. Yes. Yes. 
here's why the distinction between pagan and demonic is important, though. And here's why the distinction between demonic and authoritarian is important. We are seeing something unique here in the, in, in, in the United States. Even Boris Johnson, who ran one of the worst lockdowns and insane lockdowns in the world in 2020. Even he is willing to say biological men, which there is no such thing. There's just men and women. We don't have shouldn't even be qualifiers on that. But even he is willing to say now biological men should not be competing against biological women. This is the guy that was at the EU summit a couple of years ago. Hey, it, you know, it's, it's, it needs to, we need to feminize the world. Remember those comments? Okay. Even he's willing to say that. We can't get our, our, our president here to say it, to say it. Why? And, it, and I think it's important to understand why also t- typical political means of pressure like poll numbers, like let's stop doing what people don't like. What would Biden's poll numbers do if he just came out tomorrow and said, all right, we got to drill for more oil. Let's unleash the hounds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Would they go up at least five or 10 points? At least. He'd at least, he'd at least go back into the forties, at least back into the forties. Do you think they're unaware of this? No, I'm certainly. They're, they're, of course they're not. China is ruthlessly and immorally and viciously authoritarian. They also put their kids back into the schools during COVID lockdowns in 2020 as soon as they could so they could continue the indoctrination. Remember how weird I felt throughout 2020 that I'm the homeschool dad here and I'm the one, you know, we're like now suddenly fighting to open the schools back up. Why don't the teachers unions want them to be open? Wasn't that kind of a weird juxtaposition? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Putin is a vile dictator. He's also adamantly against the rainbow jihad. So are the Shycoms, by the way. No rainbow jihad, no trainee madness over there in those authoritarian countries. Why? Because there's a difference between pagan and demonic. Once you've gone pagan or to a spiritual, religious, or moral viewpoint outside of a biblical worldview, that's what we mean by the term pagan. It can be capital P, like pagan is a real religion, mystical, occultic, okay, earthy. It can be a small p in that it's a general term to a moral, ethical, religious, or spiritual understanding outside of a biblical worldview or the Judeo-Christian worldview. So yeah, I would consider Islam to be pagan, for example. Hinduism to be pagan. I would. Within those pagan cultures, yes, they had child, they all have child sacrifice. Ours does. But outside of the child sacrifice... When they go authoritarian, children are to be indoctrinated, but they're not to be at a cellular level corrupted. They consider the legacy that they want to pass on worthy of being passed on. And they, they, so that's why when authoritarians, 
when pagan authoritarians get a hold of a country, the first thing they try to do, as Orwell astutely points out in Animal Farm, when when Napoleon takes the baby Dober- takes the puppy Dobermans away, and they appear mis- mysteriously later on now as full blown attack dogs, that's for he he didn't take them away to teach them to not be attack dogs, did he? Mm-mm. Did he take them away to teach them to be cats? No. Did he take them away so that they would not breed more attack dogs? No. No. Did he? No. Did he breed them with other breeds? No. Because, hey, you're just a dog. Don't you want it? You want to get a release anytime you can get any kind of sexual satisfaction. Go over there and hump the uh, the poodle while you're at it. Is that what he did? No. No. See where I'm going with this? Yes. He wanted the best version of... And if you know your animal farm, Napoleon is Stalin. He wanted the best versions of those breeds for himself. But he didn't want to disrupt the breeding itself. See the distinction there? Let me say that again. He wanted the best of those breeds for himself, but he didn't want to disrupt the breeding itself. We're doing the latter. That's not paganism. Even, even within paganism, the idea of, the, of children are, is considered generically a blessing, particularly of the male variety. Walk into a supermarket in Seattle, Washington, or Portland, Oregon today with four, five, six kids. It doesn't matter what gender they are. You'll get nasty looks. Hey, why are you polluting the planet? That's demonic. The desire, remember when we talked before about why the exorcist so stunned audiences at the time? Because to see a, a tween girl on the brink of womanhood say those things that she says, engage in those lascivious, sacrilegious acts that she does, is real evil. Because what does the thing inhabiting her want to use her for? A symbol of sacrilege, of degradation, of destruction, utter corruption. Why does it choose a preteen girl? Why didn't it choose some 70-year-old man? Because it wouldn't send the signal and it wouldn't be the symbol of corruption to us that it would be somebody that we view still as chaste and innocent. The desire that we have, that clip from Eric Adams in New York City, why are we still ta- why are we still masking toddlers? See, what we did is we were we also did the worst job when it came to masking children of any other Western country. We're still doing that. Why? Because there's a unique, I believe, demonic insurrection in America. The spirit of the age has the power it wants in all these other Western countries. It doesn't have all the power it wants yet in this one. And also, this one's more powerful than all those other Western countries. So if it falls, it's the, it's the, it's the tipping point to the entire West. So it's one thing for us to, to go too far in protecting our children. That, that, uh, that's an idolatry, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't, but we didn't do that. No. We protected ourselves from our own children. We cast our fears and inhibitions and our psychoses onto the children. 
the teachers, many of them morbidly obese cat ladies, didn't want to go back to school for fear that the students would give them the virus. And now you have to be masked up to protect me. I have children for me. I need emotional fulfillment. All the same instincts. Designer, designer children. All the same instincts. This is demonic. The eagerness to corrupt the innocence of our children. To pollute them. Go back and remember the days of Dallas when it was the number one show on TV. There was one person on the entire show in its 15-year run that J.R. Ewing never violated and always selflessly served. Who was it? Mama? John Ross, the son. Hmm. John Ross Jr. Now, his mama slapped him several times, actually. (laughs) Well, she slapped him. He didn't yeah. slap. But no, it yeah, was no. the son. Mm-hmm. It was the son. Why? Because that's his legacy. What you're looking at here, this eagerness to violate, to pollute, to corrupt the children, the symbols of innocence, the future, hope, potential, that they'll be better than us, they'll correct our mistakes. See, those are pagan idolatries going too far that way. We, we have gone way past that. This is demonic. The desire to corrupt the most innocent things, the most hopeful things in our culture, our own children, to violate them. That is a demonic instinct. Total nihilism. And that is increasingly the craven instinct that we are up against in this culture. Whitney Houston's not singing, I believe that children are our future anymore. We are the people we've been waiting for, and it's high time that our children realized that, at their expense, of course. Any thoughts on that as a parent, Todd and Aaron, quickly? Oh, it's, it's why in January, way before the term had gone viral, when, the, when a teacher called the cops on me for ide- accurately identifying her as a groomer, I knew I had struck gold. It is their kryptonite. It exposes them at a cellular level. They can feel the walls closing in when you use it. So you're damn right I'm going to use it again. And that's why you should too. All right, we'll come back. Hour two is next. We'll get to buy, sell, or hold. See if we can maybe lighten the mood up here at least a little bit since Todd is still dry. All right, we'll get to that here in a moment. Stay tuned. There we go. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. You are you. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. Look for us on MeWe Parlor Gab and Getter as well. And then you can get clips of the show for free that are free of censorship when you go uh, to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. 
Uh, don't forget, if you aren't yet a Blaze TV subscriber and would like to become one, Blaze 20 is still out there for you to get 20% off a subscription that's already pretty cheap, frankly, uh, to Blaze TV. 20% off right now when you use the promo code uh, for Blaze 20 out there to get 20% off at blazetv.com slash dace. That's D-E-A-C-E. We'll get to buy, sell, or hold here in just a minute, but uh, many of you might remember over Christmas uh, I got my mom something unique this year, and I took advantage of our friends over at Paint Your Life. I wanted to see, hey, how good is their handiwork? And it was spectacular. They took the oldest picture that I had of my mom and I together. So I'm uh, a chubby little toddler, which means she's about 17 years old, and it's pretty warped and 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 discolored. Uh, they just... I mean, they refinished it into a, an incredible looking painting. It's absolutely beautiful and it blew my mom away. And whether it is something that you're thinking about for Christmas later this year, birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, whatever the uh, special occasion is, these folks do absolutely phenomenal work. All right. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, all your money refunded, guaranteed. Okay. You get 20% off any picture you've got. They will take it and they will uh, put it into full color, uh, state-of-the-art painting that will last for a lot longer than that photo will. All right. At Paint Your Life, uh, you can take care of this right now for 20% off and get free shipping when you text Steve, my first name, to 64000. That's 64000. So text Steve to 64000, 64000, and they'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Message and data, data rates may apply. Terms apply. Uh, you can read those terms over at paintyourlife.com. All right. So text the word Steve to 64000 to get that 20% off. Like, I think there's time right now to get something in for Mother's Day if you wanted to do that, certainly for Father's Day. All right, text Steve to 64,000 for 20% off and free shipping. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. This is when Aaron, with a lot of help from you, his friends, and in the audience, will submit to Todd and me uh, a series of lists or predictions or dilemmas. Todd, we're going to decide, are we going to buy that, sell that? Once per episode, if indeed uh, you decide to use your hold, for any reason whatsoever other than, damn, that's lame. You've got to figure out where else Lindsey Graham was grinding away last night. So Sean Hannity was so damn desperate he had to put uh, Sean Penn on the air to, to advertise for nuclear war. I will not. I mean, can you imagine? No, what, I cannot. No, what what no. gnarly, uh, what no. unnatural temptation no. would have gone Lindsey Graham's way no. that he would not have shown up to get to the bottom of nothing on Sean Hannity's show last night and let Sean Penn have his spot? If right. I, if I could imagine, the dude code would be meaningless. So. <laughs> All right, Aaron, go ahead. We will begin. Speaking of Sean Hannity and his ilk. Uh, Dacian memes for unvaccinated fiends has uh, a list of oh, no. top 10 Frenchian groomer songs. Oh, no. In dishonor of David French yesterday going full groomer. You ready? No. Number 10, ahead. concerto in A minor. <laughs> Should we just end there? <laughs> It took me a second, and then it just, it just bloomed. <laughs> what, what, what's even more unnerving is it's smart. 
if if this is just like all really crass, you know, that's what makes it more unnerving is that's really smart. Actually, that's a pretty smart reference. So Alexander Rogers is sitting at home right now. You magnificent bastard. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You want to keep going? Yeah. Number nine, father figure. Oh, my. (laughs) Number eight, have I told you lately about butt stuff? (laughs) See, I thought it would be more along these kinds of lines. When you came out with something really smart from the uh, from the beginning, that kind of put me on edge. Okay. Number seven, Lola. Take off of Layla. Yeah. Or, well, I'm not the world's most passionate guy. I don't understand why she walks like a girl and yet talks like a man, my Lola. Right? The kinks. I, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. there's that one. I yeah. forgot about I, I see that what one. I see. And isn't... Uh, is it Lola or Lolita, the movie Lolita. about... Lolita's the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Number six, down with the sickness. That one, I don't get that one. You get that one, I don't get I that don't one. I don't even... Doesn't that... Uh, I don't know that at all. I, that is a song. Is uh, number okay. five, Just, Tiny Dancer. Oh, come on. Oh, my. <laughs> <sighs> uncomfortable. I, I'm that's uncomfortable. That's why it works. Yes, that's his, and that's why it works. I number agree. four, Groomers in the Night. We're running with the Groomers in the Night. So, baby, take my hand. It'll be all right. Right? A little Pat Benatar there. Yeesh. Number three, Walk Like a Man. Don't you feel like someone needs to be beat up after this? Well, that's why it's 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 so perfect that he didn't just do the list. He superimposed it over David French's face. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number two, sign seal delivered. They're yours. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no. That's the new teachers union logo. Right now, I need one of those. Uh, I need one of Tim's hats. Nope. Or no, no, <laughs> no is his hat. Yeah, I need one of those hats. Uh, let's see. And number one, groomer has it. <sighs> Down with the sickness is uh, disturbed, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. One of the greatest that, that, cover that it, songs of all time, but I don't know anything That else. entire list made me uncomfortable, which is why, given the subject matter, it needs to be a buy. The first one was just... Uh, it didn't need anything else. That could have been the whole list. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we'll go to I Have Questions, who says the myths of war and new genders isn't quite getting the mileage the spirit of the age desires, so the next current thing will need to be big, messy, and domestic. Bonus points if it's in Florida. Oh, well, the Florida. Everybody. It, it, Are we talking like massive civil unrest kind of stuff? Something along those lines, probably. Well, they're going to... The ele- this election is not going to be peaceable. There's just no way. So yeah, it's all by all. That's yeah, because the last couple went over really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, smooth so, and easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. Um, I agree. I don't. That would be bonus points for Florida. I mean, you can see, you can see what's about to transpire at the border. Yep. I mean, you you can see that getting. What was his wording again? Uh, uh, messy. Yeah, messy and domestic. I could see that getting messy and oh. domestic at a uh, at a at a meta level. There, real quick with what they're gonna uh, what they're about to do down there, and is already sowing the seeds of as we speak. They're I could see that Americans take it into their own hands, and then they're gonna 
January 6th the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah I, that's you could see that coming mm-hmm. a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Next, so up, bye. We will go to Joe Himes. The company didn't I promise the audience that we were going to lighten the mood with this segment? I, you didn't tell me that before the okay before the segment happened. Joe Himes says the companies and people. And I only included this because we're still getting, uh, or at least I'm seeing feedback like this from numerous people. The company and people, uh, companies and people supporting Dave Rubin's warped worldview on having kids is not just playing with demonic fire. They are at minimum corrupting the trust people have with them. The same repentance should come from them that we expect from the COVID police. It, it feels like I'm supposed to agree with this, but I don't quite understand why or where he is coming from. Meaning that I, I, I feel as if or think as if This is an attempt to make a grand statement, but I, but it it goes too far, or I it, it it's eluding my grasp, and maybe it's eluding my grasp because I work here, okay? But like, I don't feel like I have to repent for anything where that's concerned. I got to repent for all kinds of other things. Um, but so I'll let you go first. Maybe I am missing something, but I don't understand. I can't grasp the point of what he is saying. As opposed to we just went right to what he wants the outcome of his point to be without clearly making his point abundantly clear to me in the first place. No, it's I, I, in general, I think I buy because it, it, we can't just condemn the entire side as a bunch of sinners and then whitewash. Well, first our, of all, we oh, shouldn't condemn anybody as a bunch of sinners because such as once were some of us. But I see what you're saying. Well, that's my point. Yeah, that that's exactly my point. And I think that's what he's getting at. We don't get, we we broadly speaking, and he's speaking very broadly, cannot get away with holding us ourselves to the same standard. And that's the worry that clearly people brought up with Dave Rubin is that there were two sets of rules and hypocrisy was very much rank, perhaps here and within conservative media. Well, I would also say... I mean, we're still having a conversation about this on this very platform yeah. right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, tell me where else you could go right now, anywhere that, in American media that has anything other than, you know, uh, tens and tens of followers, okay, where this level of introspection and contrarian viewpoints over your own stable of talent and their mm-hmm. assertions would be permitted. I agree. That's okay. why if he was talking about specific guilt as it applied to us, and I don't think he is, because I think we demonstrated in the last couple of weeks exactly what you're talking about. But broadly speaking, we recognized that two weeks ago. I will also tell you, I don't have a, I don't have time. I don't know what like every other per. I know what Allie, I know what, I know what, I know what several people in our platform think because a lot of them contacted me, but I don't know what everybody's viewpoint is on this. I haven't, you know, I don't have time to consume everybody else's content. Chances are all of you in the audience know far more about what's on everybody else's shows and, and everybody else's feeds than, than what many of us here that work here know, because it takes a lot of time to create the content that you see from us on an individual basis. So I don't know, you know, who other than, a couple of people who said congratulations. I don't know how many people have like come out and fully examined the viewpoint here and, and endorsed it either. So um, I'm going to buy because I think it's something it sounds like I should approve of. But I also think that um, the reach of this attempt, this one exceeds its grasp. At least it does for me anyway. 
Next, uh, Stephen Barham, uh, more uplifting up with people. Uh, Elon Musk, w- Musk will be the next big letdown for <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, did you finish that one? I'm sorry. No, okay. it's just it's just you wanted something up with people. And like none oh, of this is okay. up with people. All right, so it, it's Elon Musk will be the next what? Big conservative disappointment. I mean, define disappointment. I, I mean, I think it depends on what you expect out of him. First of all, I don't think he's a conservative. It's number one. Number two, if your standard is put Trump back on Twitter, I, I would prepare yourself to be disappointed with that. Um, if your standard is um, there needs to be more broadly applied free speech. I think the jury is still out on that. You know, he's the richest man in the world. I don't, uh, you know, what did he spend on this? Like $2 billion or something? It was in the billions. Yeah. So that's not an insignificant amount of money, is it? I would imagine he just didn't do it for, you know, uh, turds and giggles. So I, I think we first have to, I'm, I, I got to sell on this because I don't know what disappointment means. Do I, I don't think he's a savior. He's not a messiah. I don't know much else about him other than his wealth and he makes electric cars, you know, and I've, uh, I've seen him push back. I saw him push back on COVID stand most of la- of 2020, uh, push back on jab mandates most of last year, and then push back on Twitter and then literally uh, buy it, you know, so I think he's a serious person. I don't think he's a clown, but I don't think he's a messianic figure either. If, if, if there's a lot of people out there on the right that do, then I would buy. But for me, I don't, you know, so I'll sell. I'll sell as well for the same reason like Bill Maher isn't like he's still the same he is on many issues, but he's coming over in helpful ways more and more to help break up the woke logjam so that I, I don't need him to be anything other than what he is just very forthrightly saying that he is. If if, if I feel like there's like a, something afoot, a scam, a manipulation then come talk to me. That it all seems to be above board so far. Like I don't, I don't think Elon Musk did this because he just wanted to get a spot on their board and have a seat at the table and be feted and be liked. Right. He can have anything in the in the entire world that he wants. Yeah. Rocket ships into space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bud Rage says current student loans will never be paid back. Uh, bye. And they will eventually all in com- in total be forgiven, regardless of who's in power. Bye. Okay, bye. Next, this one, this one. You didn't ask that one. I just, I, I gave you that one for free, brother. Whoever, whose who's was that? I can't even remember Okay, he, I, so I, I took yours to another level. I, I gave you that through that one and a little value added for free. This one, James Doulos put in, I could tell, a lot of time and effort. Oh, nice. We've got an acronym. I like it. Okay. The hierarchy of the D-U-D-E code. Uh, Dacian, universal dude, Edict. Okay. Maybe you should change that to ethic, maybe. But I, it's still, it's still a wonderful yeah. acronym. It's like a food pyramid here with different levels. So we'll start at the foundation. This is called what James calls the fixins. Shame and be shamed for dude violations. Avoid traditionality and uh, or traditionally and statistically feminine traits. Treasure and spur competition. 
By, is that the foundation? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay. The, well, I mean, the there's there's an obvious foundation. Okay, uh, fear God. Well, you got yeah, okay. yeah, 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 okay, okay, we get ahead of ourselves. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, I think as you as you see this play out, all right, I got you. Understand what he's cooking here. Next up, the works abide in sincere comedy, recognize game. Work smart, then hard. I'm down for that. Totally sure. down for that. Yeah. Sure. I like it. Yeah. The next tier. House in order. Honor your kids. Serve and protect. Rejoice in truth. All right, man. Now, now, now. Yeah. Now you're just, you know, what's next? You're asking me out. You're just singing. This is just my love language now. So I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh, the covenant. Honor your wife and reject passivity. Come on now. Now we're preaching. Yes. Okay. And here we are now. All right. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm, I'm, now I'm going to, I need a pulpit. Find me a pulpit somewhere. We are All right? at the pinnacle. Preeminence. Honor God. That's, that's perfect. It. That's, that's perfect. I mean, you that's, know, graduated that's, magna cum laude from dude university. That's so good. <laughs> I should try living up to that more often. That's how good that is. I should yes. really, really aspire to live up to that more often. That's really well done. Yeah. Uh, wonderful do- job, James. Uh, we go on to Austin now. Top five college sports upsets of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Okay. I, I, and just know, college. I have to. Okay. I have to. Uh, I have to assume he means all time. Number five, Stanford versus USC. That was in 2007. That's actually pretty good. By point spread, this is the largest yeah. upset in college football history. It's even bigger than Michigan, Appy State. Stanford it was like a 41 point underdog or something in this game. Um, but it's it's pretty oblique, man. You know, or oblique, uh, I mean, obscure, obscure. Thank you. Um, okay, because it's the largest point spread upset of all time, I'll buy it. Okay, but it is, it is, it is. Can obscure. I see the list again? Um, I know. Mm, sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm selling. Okay, you're selling. Yeah, and I'm fine with selling too. But I, I get why it's there. I understand why it's there. And I respect the work that you, he put, knowing that that was by point spread the biggest upset in the entire mm-hmm. history of college football. And college football is by far the biggest college sport, right? So, mm-hmm. okay, I'll put it there. What's not on the list, and we'll get to the rest of the list, like when Notre Dame ended UCLA's win streak, for example, right? Something like that maybe belongs on the on the list, okay? Um, but um, yeah, we can get to the rest of the list. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, number yeah. four, UMBC, the 16 seed, the only 16 seed to upset a number one uh, that seed. That has to be on the list. Yeah. That has to be on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, NC State versus Houston in 1983 in the NCAA tournament. I'm fine with it being on the list. First college basketball yeah. game I remember watching as a kid. NC State had to win the ACC tournament just to get in the NCAA. Uh, and they had to beat uh, Michael Jordan in North Carolina in the final game just to get into the NCAA tournament. And, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and then, you know, Wittenberg, oh, that's a long way. Yeah. I, I, I still remember the TV yeah. call. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. You bet. Jim Valvano. By the way, that Biden video, does that not look like Jim Valvano, but dementia, G- dementia Jim? Remember after that game where Valvano's looking at, yeah, running yeah, around yeah. looking for somebody to hug because sure. everybody's preoccupied? Yeah. Isn't that what Biden looked like, but the dementia version? It okay, is. just walking around looking for somebody to engage with and in a large function, but no one will pay any attention to him? See, you're, yeah. you're not ruining the fun thing with yeah. dementia, Joe. Sorry for the desecration. Uh, yeah. Number two, Villanova versus Georgetown in the 85 NCAA tournament. Yeah. Still one of the greatest single sporting event moments I've ever seen like a miracle on ice kind of a college basketball game. Now Villanova had pulled a lot of upsets to get that far. All right. Um, they are the only team 
in the modern era, seeded lower than seventh to win the NSA tournament. We were the number one seed that year. Uh, they beat us in the second round. They beat Memphis State, who was great. They beat Georgia Tech, who was great. Uh, and then they turned around and beat Georgetown. I'll never forget at halftime, Billy Packer. I think Villanova was up or down by one and it shot like 70% from the field or something. And Billy Packer tells Brett Musburger at halftime, Brent, there's no way they can hold on. They're going to basically not be able to miss a single shot in the second half at this pace. And you know what? They missed, I think, one field goal in the entire second half and pulled off that yeah. incredible upset. So Co- Cocaine is a hell, of a, is a hell of a drug. Was it Dwayne, um, the point guard, who went to the Wade. Reagan White House, oh. coked out, right? <laughs> Wasn't it him? Yeah. Uh, number one, Appy State versus Michigan. I can see why it's there. Yeah, I mean, a FCS team beats a top five team, the winningest team of all time. It was the first game on the Big Ten Network. I, I It certainly belongs on the list. I don't know that it should be number one. But I'm okay with it. It has to be on the list. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Jerry Van Oort says Donald Trump is reinstated on Twitter before the midterms. Sell. Buy. Might they just be desperate enough to for your principle? Like he's because they need him to talk more. Yeah. It's no coincidence that he's more popular the yeah. less people see and he, and hear of him. Yeah. Because now you're just looking at how better his policies yeah. were to the other guy, and, and the filter of his grading personality isn't there to remind you of how grading it is all the time, right? Like like the thing where after DeSantis um, does the groomer thing and punks them on the groomer bill, like the, at the day after when Trump comes out with his press release about a hole-in-one that occurred like three or four days earlier or yeah. whenever it was, okay? That's the kind of thing that if it had been on Twitter, that's all the networks would have talked about it would have just been nauseating. It had been grating. He just thinks it's about him. The other day, when he said uh, when he when he said that he hoped Putin would unleash uh, more thoughts of uh, or more evidence of Biden corruption, if he had tweeted that out, that had been the only news story the whole day. Trump playing up to his boy Putin. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All these things are gone now, and they're not. And because I, I think if you're not, I know a lot of you are like Twitter's not America. It's not. I don't have a Twitter account. You don't. Uh, you're not alone. Over eighty percent of about eighty percent of Americans don't. But Twitter is where all the news narratives are formed and fashioned. It's the new AP wire. It is where all of us that work in this business, we congregate here. And, and, we, hire, and we hash out and iron out our talking points and our narratives before we share them with all of you. They get adjudicated in this Twitter space. And so the, this, is why for, for, this is why I've got to remind myself, you know, we need to have Shannon Joy back on because you got banned from Twitter. Yeah, this is why yeah. I have to remind myself that Alex Berenson is still alive because he yeah. got banned from Twitter. Okay, because in the world in which we live in, this is our ecosystem here. This is this is where this is where Elon Musk is right. It is the 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 town hall basically. Our narratives get hashed out with both sides in Twitter. That's where news narratives are formed. And so Trump can say and do all the stuff that used to annoy and nauseate people that he would put on Twitter. But if he's not saying it on Twitter, and and, and frankly, a lot of people in this industry are lazy. If he's not saying it on Twitter, they just don't catch it and they don't amplify it. Just like if, you know, Emerald Robinson or Alex Berenson put it on their sub stacks to much of the tw- of the of the media that that gets its narratives from Twitter. It's like it never occurred or never happened. So I, I don't think it's a coincidence that his numbers and it's not just it's not just that Biden's unpopular. Trump's favorable numbers are improving. He looks better, and it's not just by comparison. It's because the only it's because the, it's because of what the comparison is. 
You're no longer being asked, hey, do you want to do you want to read Donald Trump's mean tweets and hear his ridiculous statements for the next four years? Now it's just, what do you think about paying uh, two twenty for gas instead of five twenty, right? What do you what do you think about having a lot more money in your pocket than forty percent, you know, forty year high inflation instead, uh-huh. right? Now it's just a straight up, you know, Pepsi challenge. It's product versus product without the persona. His product is very sellable and good. His persona is not. I don't know that grates a good portion of you in our audience because you love the persona. You're also part of about 30% of Americans who do. 70% of Americans don't, including a lot of people who voted for him. Us. Okay. Most Americans can't stand it, actually. So um, that's the, the longer he's off that platform, the better. He'd actually do better if Truth Social failed. Because then he'd just go on that platform and do all that stuff that annoys and grates and and people can't stand, you know? So um, your argument is that they put him on there in order to wreck the midterms, right? Yeah. The, uh, I can, here's what, here's the, the thing though. It's, it gives him a win. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's a win of, it's a win of diminishing returns. Can win that burn. But it's why, it's yeah. why, it's why Eric Adams, the minute Kyrie Irving said, Okay, I'm not playing unless you get rid of the vax mandate. It's why Eric Adams in New York City did not get rid of it the next day, but like waited a week and then got rid Uh of it for him because he didn't want to give him a win. Didn't want to make it look like you pressured us. You leveraged us. I don't want to set that precedent. They don't want to. This is what idolatry does. They're so blinded by their idolatry of him. They can't think the way that you are thinking. You see, you don't you don't have an idolatrous view of Trump. So you can look at this critically. The people running this stuff in Silicon Valley that are tweeting out, I have to quit my, my seven-figure job because Elon Musk has 9% ownership of Twitter and the racist will get to talk again. They aren't thinking that way. They don't want to give Orange Man Bad any kind of a win, even if it's a one-day headline that then may bury him later. They don't, they don't, they're not thinking that way. They're just thinking about, he'll trigger me today and I can't handle that. That's the way they think. Before we move on, uh, parents, we've been talking a lot about parental rights. So Aaron, come up with the very best one you have here to finish us out here. Oh, I do. Okay. Parents, we've been talking a lot about your parental rights and our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. They are defending them constantly, uh, challenging indoctrination and grooming threats to parental rights, but they cannot do it alone. Uh, They also represent their clients pro bono, which is why they need support from people like us to maintain and continue that fight. If you want to make a tax-deductible donation to Alliance Defending Freedom, I've done it. Wouldn't ask you to to consider voting for or donating to something that I haven't uh, donated to myself. Uh, If you want to help protect parental rights, you can do so right now uh, and make your donation today at ADF for Alliance Defending Freedom, adflegal.org slash Steve. Make your tax deductible donation today to adflegal.org slash Steve. All right. Grand finale. All right. This one is from the Honorable Jonathan Bellick. It's a Mount Rushmore of underappreciated talents. Hmm. There's only four items on this list, and we only have about uh, 60 seconds left, and it is all over the place. Okay. Uh, First up, not an order. It's a Mount Rushmore, not an order. Eddie Money. Can totally buy that. Former Chicago cop turned rock star. With four or five legitimately great songs. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
Uh, he recently passed. He did. He did die last year. So, I forgot. Yeah. Next up, Gary Oldman. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Are he pound for pound, he might be the best actor of his generation. Yes. Yeah. Any offensive line center or guard who calls shots at the line of scrimmage. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And number four, Thomas Jefferson. Man, the mm-hmm. older I get, the smarter he gets. So I'll, uh, now, how do you underrate the guy yeah. who wrote the Declaration yeah. of Independence? Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't so feel I, I got to sell on that one. Is I mean, I love my I love me some Thomas Jefferson. Okay, but I got to sell on that just because the guy Agreed. wrote the Declaration. I think he's gotten his run. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The Louisiana Purchase, the Declaration of Independence. Well, the state of the <laughs> okay. Declaration uh, today, I think it's probably safe to say he is underrated. Um. Okay, I could I could get with that definition, but to me, more underrated would be somebody like um, Patrick Henry or John uh, Quincy Adams, for example, mm-hmm. somebody like that. All right, we'll come back. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will join us next. When running a small business, especially human resource issues, can be a killer, whether it's wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, especially with the outfit in charge right now. And and by the way, uh, HR manager salaries, not exactly cheap. They average about 70000 a year. That's why you want to take advantage of what our friends over at Bambi do. B-A-M-B-E-E, just like it sounds, Bam and B. B-A-M-B-E-E. They were created specifically for small business. You get a dedicated HR manager, help you craft HR policy, maintain all of your compliances month to month. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime and all for just $99 a month. You cannot beat that. They can take HR from one of your biggest weaknesses to one of your biggest strengths right now. Schedule your free HR audit when you go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash Steve. That's Bambi.com slash Steve. Get your free HR audit and learn more today at Bambi.com slash Steve. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, the one and only Daniel Horowitz. It is good to have you back with us on the program, my friend. How you be? Great to be with you, Steve. Sorry, sorry for the funny video today. That's right. You got the uh, totters and up close. In fact, it works for you. It's even more unnerving. Okay. Yeah. If you if you if it's possible to to, to flip your camera ninety degrees, that might be a little bit the better angle. It's just we can't we can't coordinate this when we come back from from break, unfortunately. And that's right when when Daniel's uh, internet went out. It happens. He lives in uh, the great state of uh, Maryland with one of America's finest governors, Larry Hogan. Um. Daniel, I want to share a quote with you from uh, Peter McCullough. He put this out on Twitter earlier today. Uh, And I can keep in mind, everybody, Peter McCullough was arguably the most decorated cardiologist America has produced as a country and, and universally recognized within that elite company prior to COVID. This guy's resume prior to COVID beyond dispute. Fair? Fair, Daniel? Yep. He was not one of these right-wing doctors. No. So this quote just stabbed me in the gut when I saw him tweet this today. Quote, This was designed to promote mass formation and prepare population for acceptance of mass genetic injections. 
entire plan has been like a science fiction movie gone bad. Fortunately, large minority of saviors saw things clearly from the start. End quote. Again, I, I know you and I, I heard you talking about this recently on a podcast, how behind you are on a lot of these things and you weren't even looking at words like transhumanism and even what that stuff was prior to COVID, right? You and I did not get into this business for these fights. We didn't even know they existed, right? And thought they were like, you know, for kooks and, and you know, sci-fi films. And now we have arguably the most decorated cardiologist this country's ever produced saying, we just came up with an entire line of jabs basically to, to you know, imp- to groom people. Here's that word again. To basically groom people for an endless slate of genetically modifying injections that we're going to call healthcare in the future. This is Soylent Green is people. I am a legend kind of stuff. What's your take? You know, recently, Sacramento's ABC affiliate did an interview with Fauci, and he said something very revealing about Moderna, which is pretty much his baby. And that is, he said, we needed the pandemic to get people used to the idea of mRNA so that now it can be used for other things. And he mentioned HIV. And I thought it just clicked in my mind. I was like, wait a minute. Now I have the answer to our question as to why Moderna took the lead on this, along with Pfizer, when they never produced a single product to market, any therapeutic of any sort, much less a vaccine, and suddenly they had this out. And then the moment that they had this out, suddenly we're told there's 15 other products in the pipeline, including an RSV Corona flu triple combo that's going to be ready for next year. Well, how did you go from zero to 100? Well, the answer is they didn't. They were producing all this stuff, not to market, but all this stuff for a while, but they needed a mass grooming event. And that's what the Great Reset is all about. It's a grooming to understand that your life before 2020 is over with. And everything that we do now could be accepted under this new great reset. So that's why the fight is no longer between the liberals and conservatives. It's between people who get that one point and people who don't. His colleague, Dr. Robert Malone, he voted for Obama, okay? But he's been speaking like that. He's been mentioning the same vision as to what we're up against. And I would go so far as to say, Steve, that this is the pro-life issue of our time. I'm going to say something controversial to your audience, given what you've been saying all these years and engaging on the life issue. But there's more to the life issue than the abortion issue. And if you're going to have these legislatures that will ignore the Maloke level killing of our people with the clot shots, with the therapeutics, with the new clot shots that they're going to come up with and with the denial of treatment, but you'll dangle in front of me in you know some sort of heartbeat bill and then get reelected based on that, which a lot of them are doing, screw that. I'll vote against that bill if that's what you're doing. That is not the life issue of our time because that issue is voluntarily killing their babies, which is bad enough. This is forcing it on us. It's the equivalent of mandating that you get an abortion. Your podcast recently, and and folks, you should listen to it if you're not already a subscriber, but you were reading from an article out of Science Magazine, 
uh, in December, I think it was, of 2019. So right before literally all hell broke loose. But again, this isn't from, you know, um, this isn't from Alex Jones. This isn't from Gateway Pundit, Conservative Treehouse. This isn't from us, okay? This was science. This is their journal, all right? And tell our audience what this article was that you were reading from. Sure. They have a technology that was patented by Moderna's co-founder at MIT to basically put in these chips in you. Lipid nanoparticles are not just a medical technology, but also... It has tracking devices there as well to and they and, and they mentioned for the purpose of QR codes tracking to see who got a vaccine that is patented by the co-founder of Moderna. This was several years ago. They openly brag about this. OK, is it in the SARS-CoV-2 shots? I don't know. But what I'm saying is Bloomberg recently reported that there's 280 ingredients Burla, the CEO of Pfizer, said 280 ingredients, and we only know a few of them. So, Steve, what what else is in it? What else? Is you realize in it? what this what's in this article? This is what. Well, I mean, you and I both realized she got canned over at Newsmax, despite being probably their most popular talent, because she wouldn't go along with the jab mandate and and the fact that they are. That's why we don't even cite them anymore on, and, and you know, as a, as a, as a source, they've just completely largely as a platform sold out. Right. But this, what you're talking about from this science article, these are the sorts of things that she put in her Substack that got Emerald Robinson fired over at Newsmax, what you're talking about. No, exactly. And I think the lesson that I've taken to heart is listen to people's concerns. Don't wait until it's too late, but also Here's the other thing. Listen to what the bad guys are saying, because all of this is coming from them. You listen to Klaus Schwab. You listen to Hariri. You listen to these people. They say it openly. You listen to Bill Gates. I never believed it because I tried to place my brain in his brain. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? Mm -hmm. No, they're not doing that. This is not an issue. I haven't heard about it, so it can't be an issue. But they are saying it openly. So maybe we ought to take them seriously this time before we have the next thing. They view us as a petri dish. They view us as experiments. This is not supposition. This is not conjecture anymore. We see it. We've experienced it. We've lived it. It's undoubtedly clear that this is not the only thing that they are using for an experiment. And that's the point. We need to start listening to what everyone has to say. Uh, look, I've had listeners to my show, and you're sure you, you've had them for years. They were trying to get me into the vaccine stuff. And they said, this is going to be the issue that takes over the world. You know, I was focusing on crime and the border and whatever else we were telling. I don't want to hear about that. What is that? I dismissed it. And now I realize how on target they were. So I promised myself I'm not going to fall behind the eight ball again on one of these issues. I have to tell you, because of the uh, this conversation you and I are having, you and I have had it, and, and others in our group for going on a year now. I'm having this internal dialogue with myself all the time, and it's why if 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 I didn't think there were a few people there, whether it's Massey or Chip Roy or Ron Johnson or Rand Paul, 
that in a majority would have some would you utilize some form of subpoena power to help us at least crack open more of the Overton window on these things than we can ourselves, like what Ron Johnson did with the DMED stuff, for example. Okay. If I didn't think that that would be that they would do that, I, I can't tell you how little interest I would have in this election uh, because it just seems trite given the stakes that we're talking about here. It, it just seems, you know, uh, I, I just, I'd have really, uh, besides I, I'd have to cover it because it's our job to cover it, but it would be like me writing about a sporting event where I don't care who wins or loses. It's just, I have a, this is my gig. It's how I feed my family. My only real rooting interest here or personal passion about this entire election cycle is I can name five or six people right now that I know that if they were given subpoena power would help us get to more truth about what Willie went on here and who's responsible for it. Outside of that, I just could care less, frankly. Well, Steve, do you want me to make you feel more depressed about that? See, there's another step to that. It takes the majority leadership and their approval to give you a gavel. So do you think those people are going to get chairmanships? I mean, that's that's the question. Ron John should have seniority, um, but you never know. And that's going to be a fight. But I think I think broadly what you're saying is this. It at least gives us the chance to have that fight. But the biggest problem I think that we're going to face is you're going to have the drinking the liberal tears that day after Tuesday in November, and everyone's going to be dancing in the end zone as if you have the ball in the end zone when you didn't even start to play down the field. It's going to be talking over the, the distraction, and then you're going to have the presidential race. And especially if a certain individual gets involved um, who believes that the clot shots were his greatest accomplishment— it's going to make our focus and our ability to marshal that momentum among the public and create that pressure that much harder. So it's going to be a matter of focus. Um, but look, it's still not too late. And there are primaries. And I think people need to wake up now rather than in the general election when it's uh, you know a choice between urine and fecal matter. So we've got about a minute and a half here. And and. This is something I'm sure we will be compelled to discuss when we have more time. But since you went there, I want to ask you, because I brought it up earlier. The the Trump video, again, this is my greatest accomplishment, blah, 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 blah. Look what we know about these jabs now, what they do, what they don't do, who they harm, who they don't help. Um, imagine what we are going to find out six months to a year from now. Help me understand how a sizable portion of the audience that I'm I'm employed to reach help me understand how I communicate this information to them and the response is that's exactly why we can't have any we, we can't even consider anybody else and have to put right back in the White House the guy who was basically the stooge was 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 essentially the patsy the Lee Harvey Oswald here for the spirit of the age to launch its uh you know apocalyptic uh, attack on our uh, bodily autonomy. Help me understand that. I'm having a really difficult time reconciling that. And and it puts me at odds with my own base, which I would prefer not to do, but I, I can't deny the my own confusion on the matter either. Well, Steve, this is the reason why we're going to continue to spin in the circuitous cycle unless we start something new. Because you're always going to be up against the wall with the general election every two years where our base will be like, oh, my gosh, I can't allow the Democrats to win because their brain can't conceptualize how perfect it's Republicans are. And because we failed to do the surgery every time when we could have done it, 
uh, because we're too scared of all the Democrats. This is why we go on decade after decade without having a true opposition. And this is how you go to war with a gun where the bullet comes out the other end um, and everything is counterproductive. So I don't know how you break through that, but the only way is to start fielding independent candidates in a general election. And it's not going to be able to take off the it's not going to get off the ground with a presidential race. You're going to we're going to have to start doing it in state races. That is the way to start building momentum outside the party. I will promise you, Steve, we will never come to any resolution so long as the Republican Party is the alternative. Mm. That's a conversation we'll have to pick up another day when we have more time, brother. Take care. Always good to see you. Hope that internet comes back. Tell Larry Hogan I said hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, what's going on now in uh, Ukraine, uh, the uh, just nervous tensions and and, uh, cyber attacks, man, these are just fertile grounds for cyber thieves. And one of the targets, American homeowners, all right, because uh, online is where a lot of our homes titles are kept these days. And that deed is pretty much the only proof we really own our home. And they can go online, make it look like you've sold your home to them. And then they liquidate your equity and pocket the cash for themselves, sticking you with the payments, maybe worse, a a foreclosure notice. Don't let that happen to you. Uh, Your mortgage lender, your homeowner's insurance, doesn't protect you from home title theft, but home title lock does. And you can go there right now to learn more and find out if your home's title has already been under attack. When you go to hometitlelock.com, one more time, that's hometitlelock.com. All right. If you don't want to miss today's overtime, I misspoke earlier, by the way. I've got all these notes and promo codes and everything. Everybody's firing everything at once. Even my ability to uh, compartmentalize and multitask is tested. It's DACE20 is the promo code to get 20% off your Blaze TV subscription. I think I said Blaze20 earlier. It's DACE20. DACE20 because we're going there. And I can't wait to see what Todd's version of going there is. All right. In the overtime today, what do you think is true will be proven true and or will happen in the foreseeable future that you just think it's too nuts to go there in public right now. We're going there in the overtime today. So we're going to tape it right now. If you want to watch it later today at blazetv.com slash dace, dace 20 is where you can get 20% off a blaze TV subscription right now at dace 20. We'll see the rest of you again next week after my vacation. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.